uh, the Texas Motor Speedway edition of the Drivers Meeting Podcast. After a nice long three-week break, I'm tan. West Coast. Yeah, I got burnt in Sebring. Pretty bad on my arms. I dig it. Anyway, it's brought to you by Diamond Gusset Jeans. So they've sponsored me, Tommy Joe Martin, since 2014. And the jean industry has probably changed a lot since then. But they have not. Major brands are now going overseas. But Diamond Gusset, really happy to remain American, born and worn here right in the USA. We know you're going to be able to feel the difference. Go try a pair for yourself. Gusset.com, real proud sponsor of me and BJ McLeod Motorsports. Thanks for sticking with us. Three-week break. Happy to be back at it. Let's start the driver's meeting. back. I'm Tommy Joe Martins. I'm sitting here with Dalen Barr, who is producing this podcast. We are sitting in the Texas Motor Speedway Media Center about an hour before Xfinity Series qualifying, which we're going to hopefully be able to get in. It is misting quite a bit. But before we uh, get started with an interview with Brandon Brown, we wanted to tell you just exactly where the heck we have been. It's not like we didn't want to talk to y'all. We we had a few people planned for uh, Las Vegas, but... Um our equipment never made it to the track. <laughs> so BJ McLeod Motorsports, the team that I drive for, uh, we keep all the podcast stuff uh, there on BJ's hauler. And their hauler broke down <laughs> coming out of Atlanta <laughs> um, that day. And it didn't really break, so I don't want to say anything bad here. It was just the gate on the trailer. Uh, they were struggling with it. And so they, they couldn't get the thing out there to the West Coast. They couldn't get the cars in there. Uh, they had to swap trailers there at Atlanta, and so that was a real pain in the butt uh, for the team. But in all that swapping around and moving stuff, I don't think the microphones were real high on the list of things that needed to make it on the other trailer. I don't, I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. Uh, especially that man, that week is such a panic for everybody that's a small team because it's like the swap over from Atlanta to then get on the road to make it out there to uh, to Vegas, it's basically, you gotta leave like Monday afternoon. So it's kind of a last minute thrash deal. So it's not like, whatever, it's not like it was so we, that big of a deal. So we apologize for not bringing you the driver's meeting podcast for a few weeks, but we're back here at Texas and we'll have one more in Bristol, hopefully two more. Yes, yeah, hopefully two. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to bang out. We're gonna try to do these in sets. It's, it's hard to work in the time. It is. It here. really is. Like we got here at well, you you got here earlier than I did this morning, uh, about thirty was, minutes earlier. Than I me. was here at six thirty. Yeah, good, After great, man. I got out of here you're at twelve thirty. I didn't yeah. go to bed until two. Yeah, you're a, you're a monster. I have so much work to do, photo wise. You know, I had nine trucks last night. Good grief, man. Yeah. There you go. Get that oh, money. Yeah, get I that mean, money. I'm, I'm doing it, but get um, that money. It leaves me. Get bar photo. It leaves me stretched for time. All right, so. bar visuals on Twitter. Hit him up. Plug. Yeah, Diamond Gusset Jeans. Diamond Gusset Jeans on Twitter. Yeah, so uh, I want to talk about something here before we get going, Brandon. A uh, lot of controversy yesterday over the qualifying format. And this is now two race weekends, not in a row, because Cup went to Martinsville in between 
Um, but California, obviously, that was the big controversy where nobody made it to the line in the last in the last round of qualifying. So NASCAR decides, all right, we got to change something. Which, when I heard them announce the change, it was more just procedural change where they said you can't block the middle as you're going out. And th there might have been like a little more to it, but it, it felt was, like that was kind of the main focus. It was once you went to the middle, you had to proceed onto the track. You Which that's something stop. that has been in the Xfinity series now for a little while. They, they, they wouldn't let us block the middle either. And in our series. If you did not make a lap, if you did not complete a lap, then all of your times were disallowed and you would start at the rear. Right, which, okay, and you thought that would kind of be the cattle prod to get everybody moving on this, but what I don't think was taken into account was that it's still the fast, like the teams are just doing what's the fastest way. They're just going to do whatever is fastest, which is still going to be getting a draft. Yeah. And, and so that's what they're positioning themselves to do. It's, it's like the truck series. That's exactly why we don't group qualify in the truck series. Right. 100%. I'm sure you remember the Michigan debacle. Oh, yeah. When Ryan Blaney won the pole and he only did like a 70% lap because he was the only one that ran the lap. Yeah, exactly. It's the same mess. And, and this is something we fought um, in the Xfinity series in 2014 when I ran out here. And I, I talked about this in another podcast, I believe, where Talladega – uh, was such a mess at these super speedways because everybody was trying to basically block their way on pit road to get kind of to the mid-back part of the pack to get a better draft. And it was just a mess. And you'd, like, fire it up and shut it down. And, oh, are we going? Oh, no, we're not going. Oh, are we going now? Oh, I don't know. We're going. And it was you were almost getting wrecked on pit road. And so I've been there. And that's probably the most upset I've been in a car. So when Clint Boyer gets out of the car yesterday and they stick a microphone in his face after what was admittedly a mess down there on pit road like did you expect anything different <laughs> no no I, I did not going into it i i did not think that there was going to be a big change um they have a mess on their hands nascar does they need to fix something. Now, I'm not a believer in single car qualifying. I am a believer. I know. I, know, I am a staunch believer. We we had that in the past, and if you really want to watch single car qualifying, go pull up a YouTube video and just watch it. All right. Because you sit there for... If you want to watch SpongeBob, go pull up a YouTube video. You sit there it's for an hour too. and watch one car go around the track. It's, it's different, Dalen. It's supposed to be different. But look, I will meet you in the middle here, as I saw... Uh, Bagman, uh, MRN, Mike Bagley, uh, who does a great job with them. He said this on Twitter, and I think this is true. I think you got two options here. And I'm fine with this being implemented in the Xfinity Series, too. When you pull out of your stall, you got to go. Period. When you pull off the wall in group qualifying, there is no stopping. That's you just gotta go. Like if you move an inch, you have. If to you go. move, if you fire it up and go, you gotta go. There's no stopping on pit road because we do the same thing, where we okay, go ahead and fire it up and get on down there. Like you can listen to the scanners and stuff during qualifying. Yeah, you want just go ahead and fire it up and roll on down there. All right, then you roll on down to the end of pit road. Okay, well now let's wait for a hole. All right, you want know go ahead and fire it up and go. And that's kind of the procedure here, which is weird. Like, I've always been like, man, I wish I could just fire it up off the wall and go, you know. And it's kind of, But now that's going to make it harder on the spotters because you got to try to time a run. Yeah. And you got to hope that someone's going to. Right. To, to do it. And it'll add a whole new 
but I think to it. I, like I like that idea in theory. I still think what you're going to see those guys do, they're really smart. And what they would do is, oh, okay, so I can't, if I pull off the wall, I got to go. All right. Well, in practice here, when we're at the end of practice and we got a little time, here's what I'm going to have you do. Back up to the wall, and then I'm going to have you run pit road speed, do a qualifying lap, come back in, because we're going to find out exactly how much time that takes, and we're going to do it with, like, one second to spare on the clock just so we can go out and get a draft or something. Like, they're going to figure it out. They're not going to just not do it the same way. Yeah. So you're not really stopping them my from doing it. My thing with the rolling off the wall thing is when you line them up on pit road, I'm pretty sure they do it random in cup. The guy who's first against the wall is going to have the advantage there because if someone is rolling off from the end, then yeah. they're just going to take off behind him. So now all of so a sudden. So everyone's <laughs> going to wait for that last guy in line to come off the wall. Yeah, it's true. No. That's true. Because if you have the number one pit stall, essentially, in qualifying, that's now... The pole. You're, you're that, almost you're basically on, you're on guaranteeing pole. yourself the pole. If they do it that way. Right. Yeah. I this goes. You know what? This goes back to what I just said. It needs to be single car. No. I want it to be listen, single car. Listen. Talk to any driver. They're going to tell you they want it to be single car. Okay. Why can't we add on 15 minutes to um, Friday practice for Cup and whoever runs the fastest lap in... Friday practice gets the pole. Because then it's gonna you're just going to turn Friday practice 15 minutes into qualifying again. It's going to be the same crap. No, 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 no. You have the entire hour and 15 minutes. An hour and 15 minutes of practice. So it'll, you can work on anything. It'll be the same. Like, you can get drafting packs. Everybody like staring at each other waiting to blink. It's going to be the same thing. But you have an hour and 15 minutes. And everyone, they need practice time. Do you they, know how, pissed the, ne- you know how pissed the network is going to be when everybody's just sitting there on pit road for an hour and 15 yeah. minutes waiting for somebody to go? <laughs> They're going to be furious. They're already mad. And that's where a lot of this is happening in the first place. And everybody needs to understand that's listening to the podcast. This is all being done because this is a TV show and people want to have an entertaining TV show. Now, Noah Graxton said on Twitter, and I love Noah. I think Noah's a great follow on Twitter and social media. I disagree with his take on this because he was saying, well, that was entertaining. Say what you want to say about qualifying, but that was entertainment. So if you're tuning in, you're entertained, then that's good. It's like, I man, so it's a train wreck. Like, a train wreck's entertaining. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily good, though. Like, I just, I feel like this is a respect thing. I feel like the drivers uh, and the teams are kind of fighting this because there's, like, the side of this that is the entertainment side, and it's colliding with, like, the competition. Hey, man, we just want to do something normal and not turn this into like a carnival act type of thing. And those two things are button heads right now. And there's no, it doesn't seem like there's any winning. Cause I'm just telling you, however they change this, if it stays group qualifying, the teams are still going to do what's best for the team, which is, and that's why you can't really be mad at any of the drivers. They know it's better to be at the back of the pack and get a draft. Yeah. So whatever I got to do to do that, I'm going to do it. I don't care if you make it 10 minutes, three minutes, two minutes, I don't go know. right now. Go out of the box. Go at the end of pit road. Don't block the middle. They're just going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, let's make it practice. Let's make it what. They're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. I don't know if you read the Matt Weaver article, but he said that NASCAR had to add another gimmick to make the gimmick of qualifying, mm-hmm. you know, fix itself. I don't see. And they're just it wasn't keep a gimmick. Gimmicks. They were. They were oh, trying. Like that, the, that's NASCAR what it went, is. It all starts with the package that we have right now. Yeah. Well, they did. NASCAR didn't want to blow it up. And and like I understand this too from a from a standpoint of, all right, we've made this change to group qualifying. We're not taking a step back. 
we're going to do whatever we can do to make this work. I just think with this aero package and the way that it works, there is no like adjusting it to the mean here. Like it's because the teams are going to keep doing the same thing no matter how you mess this around. You know, so it's it's unfortunate. Like I, it's not like anybody wants this to be weird. Nobody does. The teams don't. NASCAR doesn't. You can see the frustration in everybody's face. But this is like the movable force and the, like the unstoppable object or whatever colliding yeah. because it doesn't matter what you're going to do to this. If it's a group qualifying format, it's still the best thing is to get in the back of the pack and get a draft. Yeah. Yep. And so they're just going to do that. Yep. They're, they're, too, they're too other car dependent to get speed, and it's a shame. I wanted to be opinion. single car, but I'm being selfish. I like the pressure on everybody, single car run. All right. Enough of this. Enough about qualifying. We got to qualify here in like an hour and a half because it's raining right now here at Texas. Yeah. Um, um, how, do you, is, how do you feel about the schedule next year? Oh, schedule. Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, I like the changes they made. I love the Pocono doubleheader idea. I, what a win for the track. Yeah, that's cool. They get um, two cup races of money and one weekend of overhead. I, I love it. And also from the team standpoint, and this is why I wish we did this more at tracks that we go to twice, we don't have to travel somewhere twice. Yeah. So you basically cut a full week out of the season, and you don't have to travel somewhere twice. Could you imagine if they did that in Iowa? That'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. Be rad. That'd be great. And and that's that's such a long, also really long trip. Like probably Eddie Gossage here at Texas Motor Speedway is not gonna like me saying that, but I wish we did that here too. Yeah. I like, mean, you guys drove what? This is eighteen hours, hours for a twenty-four hour in total show. I yeah. mean, the garage opened yesterday at noon. Yeah. And it opened at noon, and Close the race at eleven, and, and then the back at it at seven thirty in the morning. The race starts at noon today. Yeah, so it's, it's not literally easy. Twenty-four hours plus race time. Not easy on the cruise. So yeah, I mean, I, and that's something you know, man. Like I, I pitched out a schedule, probably last year, year before, and said, you know, I want to see us go back to the fairgrounds, and here's how I can move it around, and you know, these races, and I put the break weeks in there, and try to go back to a couple tracks. Okay, cool. Like I thought I had a decent schedule put together. I never came across the idea of, well, you know, you could probably just do some double headers and maybe work that out. Like midweek races, that crossed my mind. I think that's going to happen. I think NASCAR in total, if you want to know what the schedule is really about, this is, this is step 0.5 of the full plan of we want to shorten this thing to get it over before football. Number one, that is priority one. Let me make that real clear to everybody. That's priority one, which I love that. That is great. That needs to be a priority. Yeah, I, I agree. I want to shoot some football, and I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so from a selfish standpoint, that's where you're at. My girlfriend wanted to get me uh, Jacksonville Jaguars season tickets. Now, I'm yeah. not a Jaguars fan, but it's still something cool to do. But they're also opening the door to, hey, we don't have to really shorten the schedule we can still run 36 races, but we're going to do it in less time, and we're going to run some midweek races, some short track races. So they've kind of cracked that door open, now some double headers, and we're going to shorten this thing up, but still keep the 36. I'm 100% okay with cool, that. Cool, let's do it. I think More, everybody in the industry is fine with that. I love the two-week break for the Olympics. Love that in the middle of the summer. Yeah, and that's love obviously it. not going to happen every single time, but But that's I opening it up for... Schedule compression. Now, to me, that two-week break or the week break or however you want to do it, if you want to build in a break, probably should happen before the playoffs every time where you kind of finish your regular season and break 
and get charted up for the playoffs and go and just like 10 in a row and close yep. it out. Yeah, because next year the regular season will end at Daytona and then we have four races in between that and Talladega. Right. And I know that for some of the smaller Xfinity teams, if you destroy one or two Speedway cars, like if you guys destroyed two Super Speedway cars, that'd be an awful turnaround to try to get cars ready from that second Daytona to the next Talladega, right? Sure. And, and look, this, I'm not saying this isn't going to put pressure on small teams because it absolutely is. When you condense the schedule and you say, okay, well, we're going to Atlanta uh, on Saturday. Let's, I'm just throwing something out there. And then we're going to go to Homestead, Miami on like Thursday or something where you're going to try to put in a midweek race or two in a, two in a week or something like that. Uh, that's going to be tough because obviously if you have any problems, well, you got like a day, like a day to get yeah. something fixed. Uh, but I still feel like in the grand scheme and the way the teams are structured now and the way you got backup cars and other stuff, it, I think it's just kind of the way you're going to have to do business. Mm-hmm. I, I still think it's probably better in the long run. It's better for TV. They got more midweek uh, content, live sports content, which is what everybody craves. I think the ones that are really going to play around with it the most probably are going to be our series and the truck series where they're just going to throw some stuff at the wall and see what sticks. That's fine. Like yeah, I like the fact I'd- they're experimenting. I just want to go to different markets. I think Nashville's like way up high on the on the priority list. And I think there's some other short tracks too. You see what Rockingham's doing. You see what some other tracks are, are doing to try to get back in the mix here because they, they know the shakeup's coming. I'm really excited for like, talk to me in 12 months. And if we're going back to Nashville, if we're going to the Rock, if we're going somewhere like this, uh, that big step of kind of like returning this thing to maybe where it should be. No, offense, no offense to anybody. I'm just about more tracks. I just want to see more, more tracks, diversity more, of more it. diversity, more tracks, more markets. I think that's better for everybody, and I think they think Absolutely. the same thing. Absolutely. Right? All right, cool. Let's do this interview with Brandon Brown. Uh, Brandon has had just an awesome season so far, uh, running up there in the top 15 multiple races. I believe he's had a top 10 at Daytona. Didn't he score a top 10 Daytona? No, no but came um, real close. They finished 14th was their best, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. Maybe 13th. I think a little bit better because they ran better at a mile and a half somewhere. It was maybe Atlanta. They ran great. But been on the lead lap, been really competitive. 14th in points. That team's been around now for a few years. Uh, They built a new shop up there in Virginia. Uh, Brandon is kind of doing his thing on the marketing side with Colin Fern and everybody over there at the team. His dad owns the team. Uh, Brandon's running great right now. No sponsorship on the table, so to speak. And he's going to talk a lot about kind of the struggle with that and and also cracking the door open to trying to sell rides, bring in new drivers to maybe bring funding to the team, and just how tough it's been getting this thing started and getting the ball rolling downhill. They're doing a great job so far. So let's talk to Brandon Brown. Yeah, the parking. So I left. I, mean, I walked out of here last night at like 12:30, and there was no golf cart or there's the joy rides but they're $5 per person. So I'm not going to pay $5 to go from the media center to my car. (laughs) Like, that's not a thing. So So it's not even even free? No, no. I walked from here to that parking lot because they had the shuttles. And then, so I I called them out on Twitter, and um, they they tried to, like, drag me, but whatever. Texas Motor Speedway actually interacts with you pretty well on Twitter. They do a pretty good job. So I'm going to definitely tweet at them. And be like, your parking sucks. Like it Please. just sucks. Like it. <laughs> we, we park. <laughs> we park at a lot of places, and this is the number one sucks. Yeah, we uh we parked in the little infield paddock, and left up my paddock pass. Um. And uh, walked out you know, last night, 
at 11 after the garage closed and the car wasn't there. I was like, oh. <laughs> so we just start random. Like, we just walk, like, aimlessly outside. And I tried calling Texas Motor Speedway, and then it rang twice, and they're like, our office hours are closed. Try again tomorrow. I'm like, I can't try again tomorrow. <laughs> we got to go home. I, I kind of need to get to the hotel. Yeah. Um, and they ended up taking the car and just dropping it in the bus lot. But, like, they made sure to go all the way next to the highway. So <laughs> like, that I had all to walk. the way in the back Yeah. Corner. So oh I got God. to the lot, and I hit the key fob, and it, it finally honked. And I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Look how far that is. Okay. So... Oh, well. Toad your ass. Well, I was hoping that, you know, with an infield of this size, that somebody with a paddock pass wouldn't get towed out of the paddock. But, yeah, oh, well. Hey. (laughs) I don't know. This is it. Everything's bigger in Texas, even the (laughs) towing bills and everything else. It's just, you're out. At least they didn't leave, like, a bill on your windshield or something like that you had to pay for. I mean, the guy out there in the bus lot was stopping traffic in the middle of the road. Literally, there were two of them. They were tag-teaming it. Mm. All the way back, we were backed up five deep, blocking off the road. Because he was, like, checking credentials for everybody parking in the bus lot. And it's like, dude, I'm already pissed that I'm <laughs> even here just living in this stupid <laughs> bus lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. Yeah, real dumb. Little do the fans know that after they see the drivers get off the track, that the tracks make those drivers hoof it. Mile and a half out. Really don't think car. everybody has to. No. Really, really no. don't think everybody has to do that. Nope. I need to go get goes back a golf to, cart. Yeah. I think. I think I need to, like, I always look online at them. I'm like, why am I going to spend that much money? And then when I'm walking to the car at the end of the bus lot, I'm like, maybe it was worth <laughs> there, that There much are money. two that stand out to me. It's this one in New Hampshire. Have you run New Hampshire? Yeah. Oh, my God. New Hampshire's awful. No, New, New Hampshire I, makes you park basically in turn three, and then you have to walk all the way down to turn one. First of all, this is a mile speedway. Mm-hmm. So you walk all the way down to turn one, then go back through the tunnel, then walk all the way back down to turn three. That's it. Yeah. My, my worst experience, I think, is Dover. Uh, I love that track, but I end up getting parked out in, like, BFE, and then I have to cross the track. And then I watch everybody's golf carts take them down the horse track yeah, that's right. to get them through, and I'm, like, trying to <laughs> weave my way through the infield. Yeah, because you can't walk from the tunnel down to turn three. You have to walk all the way to turn four, which right. is yep. literally caddy corner the across the track. Yeah. Yeah. I remember sitting in my hotel room at Polar that, at that uh, uh, casino and looking over there like, oh, man, I mean, I don't have to wake up real early. I mean, good grief. This is going to take me maybe five minutes to walk over there to the infield. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> that is a wrong yeah. thought. It is going to take you 30 to wrong. 40 minutes. <laughs> it's 30 to 40 minutes. I don't think minutes. I've ever met anybody more wrong. <laughs> yeah. It was not, not great. <laughs> All right, you gonna do this, man? Okay, I've been recording. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. All right, sitting here with Brandon Brown, driver of the number eighty-six. Do you have a sponsor this week? Uh, Brandon Belt Motorsports. Oh, Brandon Belt Motorsports, (laughs) Chevrolet, and the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and a guy that I've known for quite a while now, twenty sixteen, running trucks with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, that's back when I was in the way. You know what that room? No, I wouldn't say about that. No, because <laughs> remember the first three races of that year, you guys fired off hot. You guys were like third in the points. Yeah, we fired off with a with with Encased at the time, which was I don't I don't they don't even exist anymore. No, uh, he's he's off in like Colorado doing some skiing stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I I follow him on. He on, messaged me the other day though. I follow him on social media. What did he say? Um, he told me to. 
to take some pictures of Ryan Newman for some odd reason. I don't know. You know, he 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 was used to like. This is the sponsor, oh. by the way. Yeah. that you had. Yeah, at the yeah start no, of this he year. was a super super nice guy, but you know, pretty wild. He had some he out was. there thoughts. Like I used to get phone calls at like eleven o'clock at night from this dude. Like I was down at Coastal, you know, as a sophomore, and just phone call come in and it it was him, and I was like, uh, hey, and he's like he's like we need to change up. Everything. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Can we do this in the morning? And then you get to the next day, and it was as if nothing had ever happened. So I was. I don't. I don't even know what he made or sold, because that's when I was doing photography solely for them. Yeah. And stuff solely for them. That was so back like, in the early Dalen Bar days. Yeah. It was. Three years, long time. Yeah. But this is. I'm. I'm reminded of this. Because I remember in 2016, you guys said, you know, you can, we're going to run a limited schedule. Right. But then you fire off hot, and then it's like, oh, well, I don't know. We're right. sitting here third in the points, so what are we going to do with it? Nothing. Well, mm-hmm. nothing. Drop the ball. Nothing, <laughs> eventually, was yeah. the answer. But uh, here we are again. You guys had already decided you're running full-time. And so the cars where you're, where run, you're, cars running full-time. The cars running full-time. I'm saying yeah. as a team here. Not as, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not as Brandon Brown, the individual. But it's the team. <laughs> Even though the team is kind of named after you. <laughs> Who? Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, did this change anything for you guys? Like, did you expect to start off this hot? Did you expect to start off basically, well, you're like top 15 in the points right now in the owner standings, right? Right. Yeah. Which, no. I mean, realistically, sure, I mean, you want to run well, but mm-hmm. did you expect to be where you're at right now? No, no, I honestly thought we were going to fire off a lot worse because, um, I mean, you know how financially stressful the sport is on everybody. Uh, I thought we would have started off a lot slower um, to try and spread out the time, spread out the finances. Um, So to run as well as we have this early and to continue a good bit of success, um, pretty surprising for us, I would say. Uh, I didn't expect to do it. Like, I mean, I, I... I expected a good run out of Daytona. I expected to either do really well or wreck, and just because that's kind of the nature of the track. And then we went single file the entire time, and I could not get a single soul to work with me. And I was, you know, so I was like, oh, that's how this year's going to be. Um, but then we fired off really well at Atlanta. So really good. Which, like, typically in the past, Atlanta's been a pretty good track for me. Um, I did not expect to do anything in the West Coast, though. I had never stepped foot in the West Coast until then, literally. Like, like the state of California? These, yeah, I'd, <laughs> like I'd never once been to the state of California before that. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, showing up there, we, we did a lot better than I thought we would, and it's been surprising for me. And, uh, you know, even with the continued success, uh, that we've had so far this year. I was kind of hoping that that would help in the old sponsor hunt thing, but uh, I'm running a blank car again this weekend. I get see, it. So. I know it sucks, and, and it's one of those things where right now you're probably, I'm trying to rack my brain right here, but I think you're probably the, the highest finishing unsponsored car right now. Yeah, I need, a, I need to list. find my own gene machine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping the nickname on this car sticks. Like, I'm going to really just keep working it in. I'm for it. I really like that. I hope, did you talk to um, David? To David Hall. No, I have not screenshotted this yet and sent it over there to him. But I (laughs) got to, we got to work on the G machine thing. I I really want you to put hashtag Gene machine on the, like, back of the car. 
Yeah. Oh well, well. And so the Diamond Gus. That's logo. actually pretty good. I, I like think. That. I think you should do like you know in the movie The Longest Yard when they're like Mean Machine. Like I think you should just like copy over that, but with Gene. <laughs> right. <laughs> get the guys some uniforms. Yeah. Get yeah. get them all some. Some, yeah. yeah, perfect. Some, 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 some diamond jeans. Yeah. yeah, some uniforms that look like jeans. Yeah. Yeah. So with denim, this, denim, denim. okay, you guys are selling sponsorships <laughs> hard. <laughs> I, I get you're working on this. Like I just saw that front stretch article that came out mm-hmm. where it's talking about your marketing degree and what you guys are doing in the shop every day and working on sponsors and stuff. Right. But there's like a whole other side of this, which is selling rides. Right. So you got the kind of the two-fold thing going on right now where it's like, okay, running good. Of course, I'm going to keep pitching sponsors because mm. you want to stay in the car. Right. Right. And I'm sure the team wants you to stay in the car. Everybody wants you to stay in the car. You're running great. Right. But the other side of this is you're running good. You probably got people calling you looking at the team going, okay, well, here's an unsponsored car, but this might be an opportunity for me to get in a pretty good car and run a handful of races. Yeah. Which, which kind of works out the same if you're open to stepping out of the seat. <clears throat> yeah. And... Um, I don't think it's necessarily up to me being open to it because, you know, if I could go, you know, run every single race, I'd love to, but I do know where the state, where the team stands. Realistic and about yeah, it. Yeah. You have to, right. you have to use, a, you know, you have to take a step back and look at it and be like, okay, do I want to make it to, you know, do I want to make it to Daytona too? And do I want to make it beyond that, um, at all? And to do that, uh, you have to be willing to do what's necessary to bring some funding to the team, whether it's through your own sponsors or um, through any other interested drivers. Um, you know, because the, the whole thing was last year we were trying to prep for that by trying to have drivers sign on last year so that we would be prepared this year for announcements. Um, but nobody took our car serious, rightfully so. I mean, you see a car that shows up to the track every other weekend, and you don't know if it's Brandon Bilt's, Mario's, you know, or whoever's car. You know, it's just the 90. That right. thing had more of an identity crisis than, you know. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just like that. We, we can we can expletive things out. We can, yeah. we can beep things out. So. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, it just, you never knew who was in it. And... So it, it made it hard to show off what the team has. So I think this that's what's really good about this year is showing off what our team has. So, you know, I, I think it makes it easier for, for kids or for adults to look at our rides and, and, and take it serious as to something they'd want to rent because they can run competitive with it. Do, now, you think, do you think the fact that you guys are up in Virginia, do you think that turns anybody away from you? It turns a lot of people away. And it's because, you know, they – there are a lot of people that come with stipulations that they need stuff done to where they can be there themselves all the time or have somebody that's there all the time. But if they or that person is based in Charlotte, then you're more than welcome to make that six-hour trek every day. I don't care, but I, I can't move my shop. You know, but does that does that open it up more to the guys that are in Virginia, like Mason um, Diaz that's going to run Richmond for you that – you know, may not have a shot, and now because you are in Virginia, uh, around Dominion and stuff like that, that they have a shot to go to. Yeah, a lot of short team. tracks up there in Virginia. Yeah, like in you know yeah. all that area. Yeah, predominantly all short track. I mean, you got Southside, Old Dominion, or South Dominion, Boston. South Boston Motor Mile. Yeah. You know, all those tracks. Those are those are really fun. You know, spring Xfinity back to those. Are, are you trying weekend. to like corner that market where you basically like look if if you're a Virginia racer. 
and you're trying to make that step to NASCAR, we want you to come through our shop first. Yeah, kind of. We 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 want to, uh, you know, we want to focus on trying to bring kids in. Yeah, definitely from that area or just the Northeast in general. You know, you don't have to go all the way down to Charlotte. You know, we're <laughs> right. right here, <laughs> right. right, right near your nation's capital. Yeah, um, America. Yeah, I like it, America. So one more thing here as far as like surprises, and mm-hmm. I can kind of join in on this. It seems like Fox and NASCAR to a degree have made a step towards kind of including teams like ours right. in the conversation a little mm-hmm. more this year. Yeah. That's my impression from it. I think it's it's the story right now. And it I don't I don't know if you guys have noticed, but a lot of it's been the talk of the sportsmen. Um, they've been talking about all the teams um, like ours, you know, more often than not this season, which has been good. And I, I think uh, I, I can probably attribute a good amount of it to your Twitter last year because uh, there was, pre- there was a pretty, pretty good, good amount of call-outs. And I was, yeah, you know, I got on pretty good several times. Yeah, so I think, I think honestly, it's, it's, it's one of those things where there's a, rec- there's a recognition to uh, – you know, teams that need to be talked about that are running strong. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't actually focused in on Sieg a lot more than what they have because Ryan's yeah. been, you know, killing it. Right. But, um, yeah, no, I, mean, I don't even consider them an underdog anymore at this point. Oh, no. I mean, you know, and, and that's, well, I mean, from a, from a small standpoint, they're absolutely an underdog. Let me make that clear. Right. They got like four guys on that car. Right. They're all really good guys and they got really nice equipment. Yeah. And Ryan is a veteran driver. Right. So they're good. They're just straight good. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah no, well, they have a good chemistry. They, <laughs> right. they have it all figured out. They, yeah. they show up to the track week in and week out and do the same thing over and over, and they perform perfectly. They've been good. They've made the playoffs yeah. before. So it's not like this is a new thing. Playoffs? Yeah. So they're doing pretty good. What? Lean forward a little bit. Uh, okay. I'm over here. I'm, walk, I'm wandering around. You sound like I'm walking and talking right now. Yeah. See, yeah, that's what you, that's we're what doing you our did. Fox Sports walk that's and talk. That's what I said. You did, you did that with Regan last week. Yeah. Right? And so and like, how much did that surprise you to get that text message or phone call or whatever? Honestly, you like, are you sure? Honestly, a lot because again, <laughs> I have never in my life once stepped foot on the West Coast, right. anywhere in Las Vegas, California, Phoenix, nowhere. Like the first time I ever walked in the state was when I got out of the van at a gas station. Like, so when Regan came up and he said, do you want to do the walk and talk interview? I thought, I thought they focused that on people from the areas was under, was what my impression was. So when he asked me, I was like, I'm not a Phoenix resident, but okay. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you're never going to turn down, you know, a media opportunity. So, um, getting to do that was different. You know, it's something that I'd have to learn, so I'm not on the camera going, uh, mm, uh, you know, a thousand times. Because when you watch, when you watch back at an interview you ever done, I don't know if you do it, but if you ever go back and listen to yourself talk, you're like, I hate me. Like, right, I yeah. hate who I am yes. as a person on camera. You suck at talking. You get <laughs> so, more comfortable with it. So you're though, gonna listen you to this to and it. be like, what was I even saying? Right, right. I'm gonna get on here and be like, did, did I just plug in like? A Trump thing, like, you know, it's it's funny. It's funny that you were sitting there talking about my Twitter, yeah, uh, last year because this is. <laughs> oh, I was is, I was involved with it. I liked it's, it. That's what I'm. The, the thing is, is like you're not the first person to say something like that. And I think this was like this is a real thing that was going on for like five years. It's like a long time. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing this for a while now, and it just feels like there was kind of this barrier of they would never put Brandon Brown. 
on TV, right. on a walk and talk feature segment right. before the Xfinity. That would like that would never have happened. Well, yeah. I mean, look at his his look at my car. You know, it looks like a late model. It's yeah. all white. It's got numbers and a few logos. Right. You know, uh, you know, very small things. Um, so no, I, I don't think that would be talked about if we weren't in the current climate that we are. If you see how many teams had to shut their doors coming into this season, you know, those are probably more, you know, those, each of those teams probably brought in at least two to three drivers uh, per car that they probably would have talked to. You know, if Ross was still in the 42, he'd probably be winning the championship right now. And yeah. they that would be their entire story. They wouldn't have cared about the sportsman. They'd have talked to him. And then when they're not talking to him, they're going to talk to somebody like Chase Briscoe, who's running the full season in the 98 now, or they're going to talk to Cindric, or they're going to talk to Bell, or, you know, anybody. Which brings a more interesting story, because they're established, they know that those drivers are going to be in the seat full-time. Um, I think I tricked them enough to believe that I was going to be in the seat full-time, that they finally gave me some coverage. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's so, so having a, a storyline like mine, they can cover it a little bit with, with I guess, the not necessarily the current agenda, but the current agenda. Yeah, so you see, you see it. That was weird. Where was that coming from? Uh, so that was a series, apparently. Really confused in this, really in this interview. To be on. Yeah. She wanted me to so you, 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 don't, you don't see it so much. At, that's interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, Brandon, where you're like, I don't know that it was so much Fox going, man, you know who's great? Brandon Brown. It was that the field itself has shrunk. Right. A lot as far as premium cars. And, like, step aside from the media coverage part of this. So you guys are reaching out to a lot of drivers. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you guys are trying to sell rides. You're trying to get people in the seat. You're trying to bring in funding. I get it. That's part of it. Mm -hmm. There are now less top-tier rides in the Xfinity Series. And I basically say that as, like, teams with a cup affiliation directly or that are just a cup team, like RCR or something like that. Yeah. There are probably guys that are just going to refuse to go to anybody that's not that. Oh, yeah. Have you run into a lot of that? I mean, you've hit, you've hit a lot of people probably up on the phone here. It's like, well, I'm running 15th. And they right. go, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I would rather spend twice as much money to run 13th in that car with RCR. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to name drop anybody. That's fine. But, you don't have to. But uh, there's a driver this weekend that came in that we had reached out and talked to. Uh quite a bit um you know just because i felt that we had a lot of similarities and uh you know some of the styles were the same so uh it seemed to be kind of a fit and he brings usually a, a decent amount of sponsorship so he could have run our car most of the year uh probably more than i have this year so far and for the price that he's paying probably for this one race um so, you know, it, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm really hoping this weekend I drive right by him, but at the same time, you know, when you're in that top-tier equipment, and if you get used to that standard, then I'm sure you don't want to, you know, settle for less. Right. So. And, and there's, it's not just the car. Right. It's the way that everything is done for the weekend and right. the resources and the more people and the way they're able to promote you better on social media and you right. feel like you get more mileage out of it for your money. And that's why I've kind of, to tie it all together here, you can be very proud of me right here, Dalen, to tie it all together, 
it's like what you guys are offering now all of a sudden becomes more valuable, I feel like, yeah. because you go, well, actually, they featured me on last week's race. Yeah, yeah. So you're sitting here saying, well, we're not going to get covered as much. It's like we're getting covered every week now. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, uh, I, I think the whole problem came out from, uh, I, I mean, I, we always joke about it. Uh, when, when they talked about me during the race and Joe Logano says, who, you know, but that was, that was the God honest truth is we are who, you know, right. it's, you know, why, why am I going to sign with the 86 car and the BMS car if I haven't seen anything previous? And I mean, now I see that they're running, you know, as a top 15 team, but again, you know, who is their following? Who, you know, who reaches out and looks for BMS? You know, they look out for Childress and Junior Motorsports and things just because those are reputable teams that have been around. So, you know, I, I think that's that's kind of like our uphill climb is, our uphill battle is just finding, is trying to gain traction on now, like we've done it on track, but we need it everywhere else. So we just need reputation it. wise. Right. Well, we need it on social media. We need it in the media itself as, as, a, as a general. And then we need it um, more or less in the garage. So, you know, it, it's, we're taken more serious. Right. And I think that was the big thing coming into the year that people went, well, oh, man, the expanding field's thinning out. And I was like, no, it's not. Right. We're still going to have a full field every week. Yeah. That's not the thing. You're just going to basically have some of those mid-tier teams where, like, whatever, like, even last year, I mean, you and I are duking it out for, what, 22nd? Right. I mean, you guys would have a really good run, finish 19th, 18th. That was right. a great run. Okay, well, now that's a top 15. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference. Like, yeah. we're running basically in the same spot, just move it up four spots. Yeah. And now this is a weird race because you got a lot of kind of one-off, uh, mm -hmm. kind of top-tier yeah, equipment. Like guys. Two, so, two Penske cars. Right, so, so move it two, back a little bit. You know, children's car. Two children's cars, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you guys might be roughly in the same spot, but you know that, okay, the field's a little bit deeper. Yeah. But it did create an opportunity for everybody to move up, and that was the joke that I made with – with Adam Alexander kind of at the beginning of the year, I was, I was like, you don't really have a choice right. <laughs> this year. Who else is there? Right. There's only like 13 full-time Cup-affiliated teams. So no. it's like, where else are you going? Yeah, I think this weekend's going to be a true test of where we stand compared to last year, you know, because now I feel that the field's closer to what it was last year, and I don't, you know, not necessarily in the driver's talent themselves, but – in the amount of cars that have those cup affiliations or just our flat-out cup car, Xfinity cars, um, you know, we have a full field of them again. So now we can see where we stack up compared to last year. Are we the same? You know, are we still just that team that should be fighting for 20th to 24th? Or, or are we a team that's actually up there that should be fighting for the top 15? And it's something that, you know, I was pretty nervous about getting into this weekend but also very excited about because then it kind of shows me where we're at and where I'm at, and if we can capitalize on it, then that should be, you know, a hell of a sell point for potential drivers. Well, I see you guys being closer to the front than you probably are to where we're at. Like, I think we're probably more, and this is me talking about BJ McLeod's team, uh, the one that I drive for. I think we're, we're that 24th place team right now, but right. I think you guys are probably closer to, like, a 17th place team. Like right. You're probably just a little bit better than us, yeah. a little closer to them than we are to them. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I'm trying to give you guys a compliment here. I'm just yeah. No, a really I, weird I appreciate. I it. appreciate the compliment. No, I I do. Um, 
the, the way I saw it was you guys didn't go a lap down at Fontana Absolutely. on the long yeah. Yeah, run. Yeah, on a long so run. Actually, very surprised that that happened. And Atlanta. You stayed on the lap at Atlanta, too. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a tough one. That's like the, the difference that I see. It's like who's going a lap down every right. single stage and who isn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And we're going a lap down basically with like seven to go in the stage. So we're getting better. But right. it's still, that's kind of the barrier yeah. there where you go, can I just stay on the lead lap for a green flag run of you know full full fuel run basically you know it's the uh it's the time of of constant improvement and that's the problem is that we're we're a you know a very we're in the very building stages of our own team so the whole goal was like like again did not expect to fire off like we did and i'm excited about it and i'm glad that we did but you know it's one of those things where it wasn't expected but now you know you know, the people down in Charlotte, like Jeff Collins, are reaching out and they're asking, you know, what can we do to get better then? Like, what do you need? <laughs> you know, without saying, you know, hey, I need, you know, a, a, a supercharged Hendrick motor, you know, to keep up on the same zip code as the leader. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things where, like, what do I need? I need a cup affiliation. <laughs> what do I need? Yeah. I need data i need I a need, million dollars i need yeah. i need Small all money. of the money yeah and it's every, not just, it's every not little just bit of money. it you know the thing is it. dude like it's it's money but let's just say we had three million bucks let's say we did and we're like you know what we're starting a team right now the first I'd thing you'd, terrible idea <laughs> the first the first thing you'd have to basically do is go over there if you really wanted to run up there yeah first thing you basically got to do is go pay one of those teams right yeah no you have to pay for some sort of affiliation because it's just the nature of it and you it's know it's like the mafia it's like they basically got to get their cut off the top right. before you're able to go up there and run a little bit better and and i always just ask the question it's like is that is that fair like i absolutely understand how much those guys have worked to get where they're at Right. So I'm not trying to just like steal off of them, mm. and I'm not saying they shouldn't be rewarded for it. But it is kind of weird that like to go beat RCR, I basically have to go buy a car from RCR to be able to go beat them. Like yeah. that's weird. Yeah, no, it, it's it's something where you know, or a motor, especially mm -hmm. the motor programs, because those are just in another another zip code. Yeah. Like I have begged for the <laughs> Ilmore Motor to come over to the series. I think it would be the biggest game changer there has ever been. Um, I hope that's in the making. You see what it did to the truck race last night. Jordan Anderson's running in the top ten. He held off Johnny Sauter for five laps at a yeah. mile and a half. Yeah, that 42 truck was running in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, that what, was that was a really good race. Could that have night. ever happened? Well, I like watching Ross Chastain motor? take the Nice truck, and yeah. he's fighting yeah. for the lead. You now, know, think about where you guys were at in 2016. When we did this where I was at in 2016 mm -hmm. when we did this, and now say that we had the same motor as the leader. How much better are you? Right. I mean, obviously, with, you know, the, the better equipment, you're going to, you know, where you kind of have to choose your your brake lines in the field of, okay, these guys have super cup technology that they're, you know, that we can't, we like, don't compare yourself to them. Right. You know, you're going to have to find your group of people that you typically race with against each weekend and decide... Is that your win? Like Fontana, I'm like, ah, I came in second place. Jeremy Clements finished right in front of me. Yeah. You know, I, I want to beat yeah. Jeremy Clements, Ross Chastain, you know. Yeah, and I'm just, and that's other a people in the class. Like, it's just, it's just kind of pick out of my that class. When you're at the front of that class, Brandon, that's, that's racing for a top ten. 
Right. Yeah. When you're at the front of that class, that's a top 10 race. Sieg should be with us, but for some reason, he's just gone. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> so he's, he's, he's another area code He's right trying now. to pick up the next class. Yeah. We're trying to drag him back, like, yeah. get back here where he belongs <laughs> with us. Right. I get it. But that's kind of, it seems like that's the little group. Like, if you look at the, the little groups, I'd probably say you, Chastain, Clements, Honestly, the Bobby Dotter cars this year have been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the 08 yeah. and the 07 have, have kept up. I mean, yeah, um, yeah pretty good. Yeah, like they, they've been, it feels like they're right there, kind of in that little bunch. And then take like a step back, and then right. you got kind of the rest of the JD cars, us, the 42, 42, yeah, yeah. Carl's cars. Yeah. And honestly, that like gets you back to 30th, right. basically. You know, like I I know when I show up here. If we're really kicking ass, mm-hmm. that's like 21st, probably on speed. That's <laughs> if we're just like balls to the wall, got it. Yeah. But if I'm off a little bit, I'm like 29th. Like, it's a big swing. Right. And it's the same for y'all. I'm sure when you're like, man, we're on it today. We qualified 16th. We're off a little bit. We're like 23rd. Like, the, the pack there is tight enough that if you're off a little bit, it's right. a big jump. Now, the, the biggest thing that I've, I've figured out now is that when you're running in that group, that we're running in, we're running with Clements and Chastain and all of them. Mistakes are so crucial on track. Like, you don't, yeah. like, I don't have a motor to make up for if I can't, if I miss a pickup point or if I overdrive the car into the entry and, and entering a corner, you know, I can't make up for it with throttle, you know, let, like, diamond cut the corner and just drag race it off to, to keep from, you know, losing anything. I don't get that. You know, my car is strictly momentum. Also, so. mistakes on pit road. I mean, oh, yeah. A mistake on pit road, a mistake somewhere else in the race, penalty somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to be fluent on pit race. road because, I mean, my pit road guys have been doing really, really well um, this year. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things where each week I don't know who I'm getting. It, yeah. It's, you know, the past, the, the entire West Coast swing, I got the same guys. And you could tell because... My Vegas stops were okay. My Phoenix stops were better. My Fontana stops were great, you know, on their part. For on my part, I got some work to do. But, you know, for them, it was great. So this weekend, um, you know, we have a whole new, like, I think the only people that are the same are the gas man and the right front changer. Gosh. So I'm hoping that they all know how to do the same dance together. Right. And that becomes a wild card. Right. And the thing is, those <laughs> those penalties, the pit road penalties, this is a nitpick. Anybody that works for NASCAR that's probably listening to this, this is a nitpick. I feel like some of these are too strong. Like pitting outside the box is a one-lap penalty. You got like, a couple of those last yeah, year. Yeah, a couple yeah. of those. And it's just like good grief. And that's – some of them it's not even me screwing up. Like one of them it was me screwing up. I was a little bit over the line. We didn't mm-hmm. get to back it up in time before somebody touched the car. Okay, that's a penalty. It's one lap. Right. Well, crap. And then one of them is literally tearing a tear off off as the car is coming out of the box. And that's outside the box. And it's like, well, my God, that's a lap because a lap changes your whole race. I mean, that's, that's everything. And where we're at, we're fighting for the lucky dog. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Cause I'm like, all right, we're probably going one down. It's probably gonna be towards the end of the segment. So if I can get up here kind of at the front of this lucky dog race, that changes our whole race. You get a lap ahead of everybody. The first segment, you just beat them. You just right. beat them the whole race. You don't even have to race anybody anymore. <laughs> it completely changes your race. It's that big of a deal, you know. And I'm sure yeah. you've been you've been in the same spot. Yeah. Where it's like if you're in that lucky dog spot, congrats. You just beat everybody. Yeah. No. I. Uh, being I always being felt... the lucky dog is better 
than staying on the lead lap. I used to feel because like then I was you like trap I'm, everybody else. I used to feel on pit road like I was like, man, are they picking on us? Like, you know, because like I'm I'm like I have yet to see one of those top teams like get the same penalty as me. But you know, are they getting a little more leniency, or are they just that good? And you know, I kind of have to just chalk it up to sometimes that they're just that good. You know, they've been doing this. You know, they this is their life. You know, when I go home from from this weekend, you know. We go back to the office on Monday, and and it's back to cold calling and just being told no all week. It's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Um, Been there. Yeah. So it's it's you know, but where they you know where I go do that, they go watch film. You know, they go study the race notes. They go study the data that they get from each week, and then they learn how to improve on that and they write it down so that the next time that they come out here, they're going to be on it even more. Well, yeah. if you do that for years at a time with an established program, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of mistakes made. Because you don't get simulator time or anything. I have iRacing. Well, yeah. I have iRacing. You don't get to go to the, the Chevy simulator. No. You, no. you don't get to. I was told that would be better for me anyway. That's what they told me when I asked them about simulator time. They were like, oh, look, man, you don't want to come over here. And he's like, you know, we don't have your, uh, your car in here. So, you know, it's honestly, it's going to be iRacing probably just be better for you. I was like, really? Is that what you told everybody else? That's <laughs> <laughs> driving for uh, official Chevy teams. Doesn't I don't know it hurt that. though a little bit when they say that? Oh, it does, it, and that and that goes back to this whole kind bit. of, the, kind like, of ah. the theme of this is just like the, kind of the respect thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's the narrative that's changed the most is like this idea that you can run for fifteenth and still be respected. Right. And I've noticed that even with like guys. I mean, Josh Williams has done a great job this year. You've done a great job this year. Like, the narrative here has just shifted a little bit this year, and I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I'm just waiting until NASCAR comes in and they cut the class. You know, they kind of like the road, the road <laughs> course gonna, cars. You know, we got say. GT2 cars. We got, you know, LMP go, cars. We go got prototypes. Class, and, yeah. you know, we got we got the prototype cars of you know, Joe Gibbs Racing and Richard Childress. And, you know, you know, you know how much all NASCAR fans We have the Miatas of Vanderbilt Motorsports. <laughs> yeah, you, you know how much you know how much all NASCAR fans would probably love if we gave out like a podium for both classes, so six people got a trophy. You know, how, you know right. how well that would go over in the NASCAR market. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I, <laughs> yeah, we can't do how that do though because you know it is. Yeah. yeah, it it is like you know we are racing. It is one of those things where we have to take a step back and go. We are racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We are yeah. a step away from the top. This is you it. You cannot get a participation trophy. No, like, absolutely not. And you do have to race against the best. Absolutely. And those people are the best because of certain reasons, but. You know, there there's some time when, you know, you hope that there would be some leniency towards a building team or towards a, 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 a quote-unquote sportsman team. Yeah. Know, that, that, you I know. like that. I'm going to steal that, by the way. I like that. Group. I race in the sportsman division of the NASCAR yeah. Xfinity Series. Yeah, I'm, I'm the sportsman team. That's know. it. Well, you guys are a pretty good sportsman team. Appreciate you oh, taking a little time you. out of the yeah. morning here and coming and chatting with us. Multi-class racing. Yeah, multi-class racing. That's, yeah. Make it happen. That's Brandon Brown, <laughs> driver of the uh, number 86 I wonder Camaro. how they would do um, driver ratings if they do driver ratings like silver, bronze, platinum. Oh lord, dude, I would want to see like what my what my Madden stats would be. <laughs> you know, like they'd be like overall sixty-eight driver. I'd be like, what? <laughs> right. I can't wait. Get so mad. Yeah, get angry. Be like, I hustled the crap out of that equipment. Like, yeah. I always wonder car, car rating. Yeah. Like six out of ten. Wonder like, if like driver on rating. NASCAR heat, if they'll start doing that. Yeah, I want them to do it. <laughs> Just I like, want to see it. You chose the '86 car this weekend. Mm, you wanted to fight for 15th, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, they kind of have that with like the star rating. 
Well, it's like your star rating oh, of your yeah, team. Or maybe if you set. But they don't like have anything for the drivers. Like put, I want to see, see some people put get. Put your settings on talked. like. If you put your settings on like expert or most difficult, then you get to race Brandon, Brandon Brown's car or Tommy Joe's car. But you put that put the game on easy. <laughs> oh, now you get Kyle Busch's car. You get. Right. <laughs> maybe yeah. they can split it up like that. Yeah. But no, I, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on here and. And uh, it, this was a lot more fun of an interview, you know, getting to talk and relax and just kind of spit yeah, ideas. I mean, that's so. that's really what we try to do it as is just a conversation. We're just here talking as friends. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I, I like that a lot more. It's a lot less pressure than like when you're sitting in across from Regan Smith on national television, on national TV. On yeah, there yeah. might be a hundred people that listen to this. Yeah, that's but fine. we appreciate that'd be a every great. But we you. really love you. All right, let's that's get that's a hundred more than my podcast. Let's. <laughs> This is your podcast now. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to work. We got qualifying in an hour. Thanks for coming in, man. All right, thank you. All right, big thank you to Brandon Brown uh, for coming in, spending a little time with us this morning. Big thank you to you for listening. Thanks to Diamond Gusta Gene sponsoring this podcast. A lot goes into it. Uh, thanks to Dalen Barr for producing this thing. Big shout, buddy. Nice job. My pleasure. I really make sure, enjoy Make it. sure you're following us uh, on Twitter uh, at uh, Drivers pod driver's podcast driver's podcast yeah good grief it's been (laughs) it's so long when you're gone for three weeks it takes a minute (laughs) to kind of get back to doing this Uh, but make sure you follow us on twitter we're gonna give you all the updates there Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on itunes uh, soundcloud wherever you get your podcast make sure you leave us a review on itunes that's the only way we're going to pop up a little bit higher in the feed so if you like the podcast make sure to write us a review Uh, the next one to write us a review we're going to read that aloud on the next uh, podcast, good or bad. You can trash us. That's fine. We're big boys. We can handle it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week at Bristol. Can't wait.